Train Podcast is J Train Jerry Free coming to you live from Indianapolis, Indiana. That's right. Every Monday, we take your emails, we read your stories, we give you some advice, we give you the perspective that maybe your friends and family can't give to you. I want to thank you for being a listener, for emailing the show, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com the emails today are fantastic i'm coming to you from indiana because i'm taping on the road again we're getting ahead on the road again your papa jt's going to europe he's gotta bank some podcasts so you'll have them in your ears i don't know if that song worked but we tried that's right that's what this podcast is all about trying we're trying to work through your issues so send them in Again, dating, relationship, friendship, lifestyle, Podcast at gmail.com. I don't know when this comes out, but it is in the near future that it comes out. So if you're out there and you're um, um, looking to come to a show, go to jaredfree.com for tickies. Um, And and listen, I also have a Patreon. What can I I evergreen plug? The Patreon's always there. Uh, Patreon.com slash jaredfree. Five bucks a month, two extra podcasts a week. You get coffee with Jay Train. I tell stories from the weekend. I'll probably talk about Indianapolis and the restaurant scene here. Woo! They're doing some things in Indiana. And I do a luxury lounge episode every Friday where we complain. This past Friday, my brother was a special guest. So if you want to hear from my brother, uh, patreon.com slash Jared Fried. Okay. Enough with the plugging because we want to plug our guest who's fantastic, hilarious, So Funny has a special on Comedy Central's YouTube page right now that you can watch and you will laugh and you will love. Jenny Zagrino, thank you for coming on. Hello. Thanks for having me. Great to see you. You, We were just talking before we started taping. You are in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We're two comics on the road. Just doing the thing. We're doing the thing. Right. That only a small percentage of us get to do, huh? Right. No, we we get to do it. That's a great way to look at it. And it's also you get we have a perspective on this country like you're in Grand Rapids. I'm in Indianapolis. I'm like, okay, I I guess I know Indianapolis a little bit more than the average Jim or Joe. You know, how many times have you been there before? This is my third time, I think. Okay, yeah, I've been there about three or four times. Yeah, you've been you've been here three or four times or Grand Rapids? Indianapolis. I've been Grand Rapids three times. Yeah, I've been to Grand Rapids as well, and most people can't say that. Like, you know, Michelle Wolf would always say to me, the only people that see the country are politicians and comedians. And I think that's true. Yeah. Like, I have an opinion yeah. of this. Like, place. musicians musicians have yeah. to go to rehearsal. They're stuck in the hotel. They're probably more exhausted than we are. And we just, like, I don't you know. No, I, I'm pretty tired all the time. <laughs> but uh, we get to be in the hotel and then we're like, I'm going to go for a walk and explore the city. I'm going to go get some coffee at the local coffee shop. What is there to do here? What's the cool town? Broad Ripple. That's Indiana in Indiana. Right. 20 minutes north of here. Yeah. <laughs> here is, um, I don't know. But, you know, it is well, cool. If you're a nerd like me, the Herman Miller factories are here. Herman Miller furniture is designed here Herman Miller's a great mid-century uh, furniture design. Well, that's like one of those things that you get to go on the road. Like, you're never going to go on vacation. Most people, I'll speak for most people, are never going to go 
hey, let's go to Grand Rapids and check out the Herman Miller stuff. Like, that's just not something you you do with your disposable income. And we, you know, get to do it on, you know, on the time of these. You're you're at a festival. I'm at a club. Like, we get to do it on their dime, so to speak, is go and check out some furniture. And also, like, Grand Rapids, like, I wouldn't have known. And then you get there and they go, yeah, this is Beer City, USA. Mm-hmm. They have the most breweries per like square foot or some shit. And then they're like, it's also a very artsy town. You're like, there are artists here. It's like, yeah, yeah. there are artists, other places that are in LA and New York. Like you asshole. Yeah. It is also a town of like a hundred thousand. It's not a town. Right. It's a city. It's a metro. <laughs> it's a metropolis. Um, but you know, with our little uh, coastal elitist eyes. Absolutely. You're from, where are you from? You were, you were from the Midwest, but lived in Boston. Yeah, so I'm from Minneapolis, um, mm. and then I part time lived in like half my life was in Boston. Went to college in Boston. St- officially started stand up in Boston. I would say I started when I was 15 in Minneapolis, but that okay. it kind of counts, but doesn't. Started in Boston, moved to New York briefly, then moved to L.A. by coastal, doing you know. You're the example that I like tell to people. It's like you never know what's going on in someone's life that you're on the same show with. Yeah. I remember you and I, we opened for Gilbert Gottfried, rest in peace, in Providence. Wait, what? He passed away. Yeah. Wait, when did he die? I'm sorry. This is a very breaking news here on the J Train podcast. Gilbert's dead. I'm sorry. I didn't know that he died. You knew. Come on. Everyone posted a picture with them opening for Gilbert. Like, when did we? You do I think it might be like a year ago now. Like, I posted. Okay. A, I, <laughs> you know, start weeping openly. Yeah, no, don't worry. You know who would laugh the most at this? Gilbert. Somewhere, <laughs> Gilbert's laughing about. It. Well, Gilbert, we. I'll never forget it because I told the story. I've probably told this podcast before, where I had to drive him up and down the East Coast. And one of the stops was in Providence for him to do a show. And you were booked by the club to open for the show. Oh, God. Was that Twin River Casino? Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) So it was Catch a Rising Star, Twin River Casino in Providence. And my, you know, it's funny how these, we were two two comics intersecting on the road in a weird place opening for a celebrity of a certain type and, you know, and, and I remember you hosted and I featured and then Gilbert went up and I remember, and I was driving him everywhere. And I remember, and he sat in the back seat the whole time. He wouldn't sit in the front. And I remember (laughs) you meeting you and I was like, Oh my God, she's so funny. Like, this is like a, you know, a young comic like that I've never met before. And, and then like, we went our separate way. Like you, you, you like in the, Pee Wee Herman kind of way where you stop along and meet a character along this adventure. You were a character in the adventure I was having. I'm sure I was a character in your adventure. And then I remember like, it was like a year later, you're in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, is that her? She's in a movie. And I was like a real movie, not like you know, a student film. How? Yeah. You were in Bad Grandpa, right? No. What was it called? What was it called? I was in, Fifty Shades of Black, and then I was in Bad Santa 2. Bad Santa 2? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a fucking real movie. Like, to me, I was like, Bad Santa? And I was like, wait, Jenny from Providence? And I'm like, you know, you go through your memory. What was that like? 
Um, it was it was really fun. Uh, I love being on set so much. I'm like really want to start acting again. But like, uh, it was just it was fun. It was great. It was a new experience. I like also shadowed the director a bit because I was like, I kind of want to start moving into that world. Nice. Um, and then the last thing I shot was 2019. We shot Too Late, which was a, like indie horror. It came out in 2021 because of the pandemic. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's now just, you know, it's so funny. It's like, we're just doing the thing. We're just like, we're traveling. We get an audition in our hotel rooms. We do the audition. Right. Right. And then we just, and then it's like, uh, you know, like we now, now we work together at the cellar. Right. You know what I mean, like we are no, like, it's just another thing, you know, like it, yeah. it is funny the way we do these things. We're like, it is like a sniper. Like, here's the next job. I did the job. And I moved on, and and but it was. I just remember hearing. I'm like, she, when I heard you were in a movie, I was like, this is fucking unbelievable. Like I was like, you know, like I just could. It, it was so. I, I, I a huge fan of Jenny Zagrino. I want so the special. It's on Comedy Central's YouTube, which is fantastic. Everyone, make it a date night. Go at Jenny Zagrino on Instagram. I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna tag it. It's gonna be in the description of this episode on the YouTube channel where you're watching now. If you're watching on YouTube, where'd you tape the special? Was it post pandemic, pre pandemic, okay. in the pandemic? So here, here is the uh, the lowdown with the special. I shot it 2021. I okay. in the fall, so August 2021. I had this feeling I was like, man, I think I might quit comedy. And then I was like, why don't I film a special? Because <laughs> whatever. Because it felt like everyone was doing it. And I was like, I right. could do that. I could film a special. Uh, I had no money. I crowdfunded part of it. I got investments from part of it. I um, wow got an OnlyFans. And um, you have an OnlyFans. I do. I don't do any nudes. I just do like fun lingerie. Uh, you know, me watering plants in my underwear and people pay me money for it. So I love that. Well, this is the only fans thing comes up on this podcast a lot because it's sometimes we'll get an email like, hey, my boyfriend has an only fans. I just found out I feel weird because I should be pro paying people for their pictures. But it's also my boyfriend. You know, do you yeah. get like, is there a connection you have with the OnlyFans people or is it just I put the picture up and I don't, I kind of. So, okay, I have, it's a free subscription if anybody wants to subscribe. It's free. Go get involved. Because I'll, I'll post like photos and like videos that are just me doing comedy or whatever. Um, but also I, for like the more spicy stuff, people can pay for it. So like I have uh, a fun set that I just did on there of like just like me reading on the couch in underwear and that and, and there's people, people like out there that are like I love it and they want it some people want a picture of my feet I'm like yeah go ahead whatever and to you I guess you're saying like okay this funds you know me going and doing comedy or you enjoy it sounds like you enjoy it which is there's nothing wrong with that either but it's like it's got to be great that you're like I have a comedy special out that's now there because yeah, it's I, like, yeah, here are my feet. A quarter of it was funded by people who, uh, you know, okay, there's a couple of things. Number one, I am also a plus size uh, individual. So I think that there's like a lot of me owning my body and owning the confidence mm. and being like, 
Yeah, you know what? I'm told I'm sexy and confident, and I'm a fat chick. Hell yeah! And and there's people out there loving it. You know, and there's people loving it. Yeah, and it's great. And um, then there's also like I'm also 36. Like so now we have like now we're doing ageism. So now I'm like I'm an older woman in a fat body making money, um, being cute, being sexy, and then it's just like I can like I like. I always in my comedy love the crossing of sexy and funny. Like I talk right. a lot about sex, but I'm also like very funny and talk about embarrassing things. And like my my photos in that reflect that. Well, your joke, your opening joke, I love it so much because it's such a perfect like rope-a-dope yeah. of talking about like, you know, uh, I'm plus size and then someone says, you're beautiful. No, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. And you're like, I didn't say I wasn't beautiful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I'm ruining the joke, but this is, I'm a fan of it and I want everyone to go watch your special because there's much more jokes than that. But You're I'm doing saying, such a bad job right now. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to give away, but I'm like, I love that joke because you watch it and you go, yeah, fuck all of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, yes, I agree. I also, I've been thinking about this. Okay. I like love all my peers so much, but like, I got to hear another podcast talk about how much they hate like fat women. I'm going to blow my brains out. Like, it's so it's, weird to like have, to have your friends. You're like, oh, you're like talking about how much you don't like a plus size model because she's like a fat girl in a bikini. But then like we'll be at a show and you'll be like, oh, hi, Jenny. People are out there doing that. Oh, yeah. There's like so there's so much of that weird stuff going on. So it's like, I guess I feel like, you know what, if if people don't like the OnlyFans and they're like, whatever, you're you're being cheap, whatever. I don't give a shit because the few people and especially women who see it and are like, no, I like that's hot. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel good about myself. Then it's like then it's fucking worth it. Absolutely. Well, I love this generally, but I love this for the purpose of promoting these specials because people come on this podcast and they're like, Hey, go, go watch my special. Look at the amount that has gone into this, the investment, the time. And yeah. then Comedy Central comes over and goes, hey, we love it. Here's some money for it. Yep. Let's put it's it on our platform. It. Put it on the platform. It's going to be streaming. Uh, so it starts uh, So it's streaming today, which is Sunday. It will, by the time this comes out, it's up. You can watch it. It's clipped. It's good. Uh, love it. I got it to looks hire great. my friends, which is the best. I hired Amazing. my friends to do it. Um, we shot in Little Fields uh, during the New York Comedy Festival in 2021. And yeah, and it's just got, it's, you know, I, I feel really good about it. I feel proud about it. And I think you understand it where it's like, okay, next thing. Right. So everyone yep. go watch it. Everyone at Jenny Zagrino on Instagram. It's on Comedy Central's YouTube. It's all over the description of this episode as well as Jenny's Instagram. So go follow. Let's get to the emails. You ready? I'm so ready. I want to tell podcast. people what to do. Yes. Oh, can't wait. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We we have some depthy emails today. Mother-in-law problems. Ooh, I don't have one of those. Do you uh, have one? Well, no, but that's why we're going to talk about it. We'll talk Perfect. right out of our ass. Okay. Jtrain, I'm writing in. Hope to get a bit of outside perspective from you and your amazing guest. 
to an increasingly tough situation with my mother-in-law. To give you a bit of background, my husband and his family are from Mexico. However, they have been in the States for 20 plus years. Even though Spanish is their first language, his immediate family is very fluent in, in English. I am a white girl from Southern California. Do not speak Spanish. I promise this detail will help later in the story. Ever since meeting my husband, I really love that he had a big family and is so family oriented as I lost my parents about 10 years ago and my remaining family is a small circle. I have an eight-year-old daughter from a previous relationship whom my husband has adopted and that the family has welcomed with open arms. I have always got along really well and effortlessly with his mom and sisters and their families. We had a baby girl last August and since then the dynamic between me and his family has drastically changed. When the baby was born, I figured she had good intentions, but she was very much taking over and really was against any sleep schedules that I tried to implement. It ended up making an already difficult job more difficult. We went to visit his family for two weeks for Christmas. About four days into the trip, I was ready to come home. The entire family only spoke in Spanish the whole time, and to make matters worse, the only time I was acknowledged or spoken to in English is when I was being chastised for my parenting or lack thereof. For example, anytime my baby would cry, the family would automatically assume that I hadn't fed her or they would snatch her from my arms. At one point upon leaving for dinner, I was told very aggressively by his mom four different times that I needed to put the baby in her car seat while I was waiting for my husband to bring her car seat to the car. You may be wondering if I am stupid or just a clueless mom who put her kids in who would put uh, who puts her kids in danger but i promise that i'm not i was ill prepared for this trip as i was looking forward to it and thought it would just be as great as any other trip we've had with his family i left feeling really defeated upset and like a complete outsider my husband did talk to his family and ask them to not interfere so much and he tried to translate for me as much as possible so i do feel supported by him however I have not spoken with my mother-in-law since the trip, and she is coming to visit us mid-February for two weeks. I am already anticipating the same treatment that I received over the holidays, and I do feel like I need to address the behavior myself, but what is your take? I've kind of accepted that I will just be an outsider of the family, but I would like for her to respect me, even if she doesn't like me or agree with my parenting skills. Thanks in advance for your sage advice. Jenny Zagrino. This is a this is a lot to unpack. What do you think? It is. Also, it already happened. I wonder what right. happened in February. <laughs> right. The, I wonder. We're a little late to the game here, but what do you think? Okay. So I don't have a mother in law, but I have a mother who is a mother in law mm. with a baby. I think that right. And, um, and and sorry to interrupt, but she did mention there's sisters involved. So you are the sister. Yeah, You're, you know, you are you, you understand this group dynamic a little bit. What gets and said behind the back? Mom. My mom mm. is an immigrant. She's Russian. So I feel like in this instance, you like you've got to sit and talk to her because I think like with the son, she's like, well, that's her kid. But now that it's her son's kid, she's like, well, this is mine. And you have right. to set down those boundaries that like. No, it's this is I know how to parent. I have an eight year old. I know how to raise a kid. And it's kind of insulting to the first kid and your dynamic. It is weird to be like, oh, you did it your way once. Now let's do it our way. It's like it's insulting to how you've already been parenting. Yeah. Also, learn Spanish in secret. Don't let them know. 
Right. You you Duolingo that stuff, you know. How much fun would that be? They don't know wow. that you understand every fucking word they're saying. Oh my god, that is like the best prank in the world. And then wait, good be sleeper for like two, three years. Right. And then just at Christmas be like, I have a list, motherfuckers, right. say in Spanish. <laughs> And then you just go down the list of all fa- your grievances. That's a fantastic idea. I think that she should definitely start on that now. Get the Rosetta Stone out. I would also say to her, she wrote something very specific in her yes. email. She wrote, my husband did talk to his family and ask them not to interfere so much. The husband has can't help you at all. I, and, and and with the mother, the, the husband, even in the way she wrote that, my husband did talk to his family, ask them not to interfere. That is like the softest version of what you just told us. You just said to us, these people are grabbing ba- your baby out of your hand like they're a gypsy. And <laughs> like, and he's like, hey, hey, can you not interfere? Like the, and, and I understand this as a guy who's had a girlfriend where my mom has been too much. Yeah. I, don't, I don't attack my mom in the way maybe I should. It's ta- it is just... I'm always going around and not through. And so I think your husband won't be helpful. And then she does another thing in her email that I would. And this is a very female thing to me is you had this bad interaction with the mother-in-law and then you write, I've kind of accepted that I would just be an outsider of the family, but I would like for her to respect me, even if she doesn't like me or agree with my parenting styles. I know it felt like that. But you have gone from, I had this bad experience to, well, I guess I'm out of the family. Like, it doesn't, let's not go straight to there. Let's give redemption. Let's give the opportunity. I think she has to have a sit down with her and say, I feel the dynamic has changed. We had a great relationship. I have child. All of a sudden, you are grabbing child out of my hands to tell me I'm doing this wrong. I've had a yeah. child before who is alive and well that you love. So yeah. what is the what am I missing here? And you're speaking Spanish around me. Every time you speak Spanish around me, I have to assume this is talk shit on me hour. Yeah. So let's hash it out. Right? Yeah. No, it's true. I think I think that she-, she needs to talk to the mom. She needs to stand her ground. It is her kid. It's her family now. Okay. Right. She in the and she has to. You know, the the husband's got to grow some balls on this. Right. Even like if the though, there is like very much a dynamic and like you know immigrant families with the mother and the son. It's the same with Jewish families, right? Absolutely. The mother and the son. It's like a weird creepy thing it's it's weird and creepy and it's also the son he may think like it's weird and creepy because the son really isn't able to do anything i'm like like you have to consider this son just not part of an adult conversation he's at the kids table while you're speaking with the mom as adults because i i do because the son and the mom it's just a very babied very crutch like relationship where the mom like I will try to do things and my mom will go don't just get away stop <laughs> trying <laughs> you know so yeah I also think that 
okay, this is going to be weird, but we always kind of gravitate towards partners who remind us of our caregivers, right? Mm. Maybe there's something in her mother that she sees in herself, right? Right. That she can kind of connect to, to help that, right? So like, if this mother's acting really controlling and really like, this is mine, 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 maybe that's something also in her that's reflected that she's got to be like, okay, this is reflected in me. I'm going to confront this head on as I would like, right. Like, so give an example. So, no, no, no. That- I, we listen, we're two people with no degrees giving psychoanalysis. That That's what this podcast is for. Look, I am a woman. <laughs> who's 36. I watch a lot of YouTube videos on attachment styles. Okay. So you get it. I know it's an attachment. <laughs> so what do you mean? So you think notice the thing that you do too, and like, kind of let her know that I do this and I'm, I'm feeling, you know, like, like kind of like connect with her well, on I that. Give her some insight. Right. As to how to deal with the situation versus like coming at it like, well, I guess I'm just not part of this family anymore. It's like, OK, well, maybe this is coming. Well, I do this because it comes from a place of X, Y, Z. Maybe right. it's from a place of X, Y, Z for her. So I'm going to find that and then I'm going to bridge the gap or right. just don't allow your husband to see his family anymore. That would be <laughs> what I would do. Well, I, I think the empathy part of that is totally like the move because when you say, I guess I'm not part of the family anymore, it's like, oh my God, we are fucked. Like, there's yeah. no way back from that. Like, you have to say to her how much you want. Like, what you wrote to us in that first part where it's like, he's got this big family. That's what attracted me to him. Like, yeah. I have, you know, I'm in this small circle. My parents passed away. I consider you my family. You took yeah. in my daughter. You took in my kid. I love this. And it's like, now what's, that's the thing I would say, what has changed? Something's yeah. off. I think that's okay. I feels. You got to be like, I feel. A lot feels. of I feels. The dynamic has changed, right? Because it's, mm. it's, you know, yeah, you got to approach this, especially with a mother-in-law, with some love, with some empathy, <laughs> and with some real groveling bullshit. Right. It's got to be bullshit. Like, that is something I will say as the son of a crazy mom. It's like, can you just fake it to get this fucking <laughs> back to normal? Can you just do oh me the God. favor? Of faking. How many times I have to be like, oh, mom, I told, I get it. I understand. Yes, that sounded really hard for you. That was right. hard. She goes, yes, it was hard for me. And then right. I go, okay, okay, okay. And Can't then you could talk me. about her behind their back later. Wouldn't you rather take a supplement to spice things up naturally rather than a prescription drug that can have harmful effects down the road? Joy Mode Sexual Performance Booster enhances sex drive and blood flow, resulting in better performance. It's easy to use. 45 minutes to four hours prior to sexual activity, tear open the packet and mix with six to eight ounces of water, just like your favorite electrolyte packet. You'll notice better blood flow, better erection quality and firmness, and increased sexual energy and drive Boom, that's it. Want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance and do it naturally without nasty prescription drugs? Joy Mode has a special offer for J-Train listeners. Go to usejoymode.com slash J-Train and enter code J-Train at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's usejoymode.com slash J-Train for 20% off your first order. Thank you, Joy Mode. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As humans, we're constantly learning new things about ourselves. Therapy is a helpful tool to to deepen that understanding of who you are. I'm going to tell you, this is a great opportunity. If you're looking to get into the therapy world, what a great way to 
kind of put your toe in the water than doing better help and doing it online. You don't have to go to an office. You don't have to ask someone, who do you go to? Can I have their number? You don't Google just random, get me a therapist. This is a this is a marketplace of therapy. BetterHelp is the therapy option that's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's wonderful. So you can try someone out. It's not the right match. You move on to someone else. You fill out the questionnaire. They know what type of therapy you're looking for. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10, 10, 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com, JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Jenny Zagrino. Go, 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 go follow at Jenny Zagrino. The YouTube special, it is called Gen Z. Love Gen the name. Z. Gen Z. It is on YouTube, on Comedy Central's YouTube channel. Go, go, go. Get subscribed. Go watch a hilarious special. You're going to love it. How to tell your family about a new relationship after one that lasted nine years. Ooh, okay. All right. J train feather feather. I was in a relationship for nine years, starting from when I was 20 to 29. We got engaged in 2019, had a very long engagement. Thank you. COVID because I was having doubts about whether I wanted to spend my life with this guy. I ended up calling off the wedding and moving out four months ago. I fully knew I wanted out of the relationship during COVID, but it took me an additional two years to break up with him because he technically didn't do anything wrong. We just grew apart, and I'm a, I, I am conflict avoidant. Um, Jenny knows that from her YouTube video. Well, yeah. Uh, so I wanted there to be a there it is. I wanted there to be a better reason to end it, other than I just wasn't into it anymore. But alas, regardless, I feel one thousand percent good about about the decision to end the relationship. The main issue is that over the nine years, my family grew very close to him and still want me to get back together with him. My dad made it very apparent that he took his side during the breakup because of their friendship. I mean, personally, I would take your daughter's side, but that's just me. (laughs) My, My brother even invited him to his birthday party instead of me. Cool. Whoa. Yeah, All right, let's my, get some toxic family dynamics you need to work out. Hmm? I mean, my family is finally coming around to the idea that I'm not getting back with him. I have since met a guy, and things are going so great, and we have been seeing each other for two months. This guy is everything I didn't know I was missing in my last relationship. I don't know how to go about telling my mom, dad, and siblings about this new relationship without them being incredibly judgmental. I would like to say that I don't care what they think, but I do, so I want them to I want to let them know in a way that they will be open to the new guy without constantly comparing him to my ex. Right. Any advice you and your guests have would be greatly appreciated. So many red flags. <laughs> so There's many a lot here. Flags. This is There's one of those Okay. First of all, 20 to 29, huge change in who you are as a person. Totally understand. You guys grew apart. That's it. You jet, whatever. Fine. But bitch, you cannot be dating someone. They've been dating. She's been four months broken up. Dating guy for two months. You cannot be doing that. You need to be alone. You need some dark night of the soul shit. You cannot be out here burying (laughs) your face in someone else's dick right now. No, I'm not for it. You, this is your, this is your, no, I'm angry. Let me push back. I, uh, listen, I, I agree. She is, she likes a relationship, so to speak. I mean, yeah. 
And she's also not helping her issue of conflict avoidance by just simply getting into a new relationship that's comfy cozy again. I agree. That seems like a bad move to try and fix a problem that she has acknowledged that she stayed in a relationship two years longer because she didn't want to get in any fights. Okay. I will say from her point of view, I can understand being done with a relationship enough during the relationship that it's very quick to feel okay, but and be in a be dating again two months later. I think when you're like two months in and you're like, let's get the parents involved. I think the issue is that you're like now you're creating a new cocoon with a guy that you're not even ha- like. I I think there's some like exciting. There's there's a nice there's four more months where she could be just dating this guy and not. Here's dad and mom and grandpa. Grand, you yeah. know what I mean? There's a there's a middle ground yeah. here. You don't truly know someone, even at look. So I do a three month thing, right? So three okay. months in, it's three months. We'll t- we'll talk about the exclusivity because you don't know at two months in, you don't know. Let's say you're seeing them twice a week, mm-hmm. right? Twice a week, few hours a week. You know that's still not even like going to add up to two days worth of knowing this person, right? right. So you don't know what they're like when they're angry. You don't know what they're like when they're frustrated or upset, like when it gets dirty and, and, and gnarly. And that's when you like when you're OK with that stuff, introduce the family. But also, too, at this point, to go straight from this relationship into this new one and being like, oh, he's everything I thought I was missing. You're you're going to go for someone who's so opposite of what you were in. And also, everything he thought you were missing is anyone you're on a date with after the yeah. after the old guy. Because you're on a date with them because you're like, oh, new, new, attractive. This is someone I wasn't used to before. Any, you, you're, it, they're kind of like on, you're on this like drug of new guy. That yes. y- 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 because when you use that language, like it just could be anybody. And you don't want anybody. You want the yeah. right match for you. It could could be anybody. Yeah, very true. It could be anybody. She's high on it right now. She's feeling attractive probably the first time in like a long time being new into this relationship. But you don't really know this person and introducing them to your family. Like you, the stuff that you thought you were missing could also be shit that was inside of you. So you have so much work to like to find inside what's going on. To bring it back to this email a little bit. I am sure she feels on an island. You know, she is close enough with her family. She says, I wish I didn't care, but I do care. So yeah. now her family has taken the side of this ex. So now, like, when you get out of a relationship, you need the ex to go away as much as possible. In my opinion, you got to no unfollow, contact. no contact. You got to kind of get, you, you have to get off of this drug of that person. And you got to go hang out, in my opinion, friends and family. You got to see what your real relationships are like, the ones that you really like. She's probably doesn't have a lot of friends because she met him at 20 and dated till 29. So they probably share a lot of friends. So there's not a lot of like places she can go off to to be with her friends alone. Her family, who would be the next option, are now taking in the boyfriend, the ex. As their own, excluding her. So now birthday parties, X is there. The the dad is like, he's my buddy. I'm taking his side, which is weird. So So now 
she is now going to this guy, the new guy, and digging into him because he's the only place she has to go. So I understand. So, like, I think her biggest issue is not, hey, I want to introduce this new guy so that the family will get off the old guy. It's you need to go to the family and be like, hey, you've made this breakup incredibly difficult for me. I don't know who I like or who I don't like because I can't even hang out with you guys. Yeah. It's very, I'm sure she's feeling very isolated, which is then pushing her more towards this guy that may or may not be right for her. I'm going to say not right, but <laughs> look, am I come? am I going to come in with a tough love? Yes, I am. That's yeah. what I'm here That's for. That's what we're I'm, here for. I'm here for tough love. Girl, talk to your family. Tell them that they need to stop talking to him because it's making life hard for you. And also, you tell this new guy you're seeing, it's fun. You're not ready to commit because you're not. Right. Well, I, and even if you said to your family, like, I'm meeting new people and just falling in love right away because they're the only ones that will hang out with me. Like, yeah. I, you know, like I need you guys to separate yourself from this ex so that I can get better, so that I can find the right situation for me. I don't care how much you liked yeah. him. You'll like the next guy just because you like me. J train podcast yes. at gmail.com. J- also, go ahead. just a little ad. She's going through her Saturn returns right now. What's that mean? So around like you're 29, 30, 31 your Saturn goes back into the placement that it was when you were born, which is a really like shit gets fucked up. You, you become a whole new person during this. Really? Time. Yeah. It's like your Saturn returns is rough. It like tosses you, throws you for a loop. I know for me, like 30 to 30, 30 was fine, but 31 was like a fucking nightmare. I thought you said she. I thought you said she's going through her sad returns, and I I was like, "Return!" (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "She's going through old clothing." Like, like I mean, it is truly sad, but that also could be like what kind of spurred on this this new big shift in her life too. Right, is like if you know because I got to bring in some weird witchiness into it because you know life is hard. Let's give give me some mystical shit to believe in. Absolutely, girl. Fucking stop it. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Jenny Zagrino. Go, 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 go follow at Jenny Zagrino. Go, go, go. The special called Gen Z. It's out. It's hilarious. It's a night on the couch. Watch, 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 comment, like, do all the things on YouTube because there's monsters on YouTube and we need the good listeners of the J train to come in with compliments and fun and loving cool. jokes and all that good stuff. You read your comments. I don't read them, but I, mine are generally pretty okay because I tell yeah. people how, how garbage people are out there. So I want the audience to go and, you know, they, I hate when people say the word support for us. No, we bring a product. We bring, you have invested and made a great thing in this special. You, They are getting laughs. There is a yeah. transaction of, you know, uh, of goods here. But if you can go to the comment section and be like, I loved it. Like, what, what does that do to you? You know, like, what yeah. a great thing. So how to reach back out. Dearest okay. J-Train, classic Shelb and guest. All the feathers to your nethers. To get right to it, I'm a 26-year-old girl and the guy is 28. 
Okay. Back in late October 2022, I met this guy on Hinge. We went out, had an awesome first date at a bar. Great conversation, seemed to align on a lot of topics. We understand each other's professions. He's a high school teacher. Ew, for Jared, I know. Famously, I will not date teachers. This has become more of a thing than I could ever have imagined. Okay. okay. He's a high school teacher, and I work with kids as a therapist. Overall, the date was excellent and ended with a hot makeout by my car. Halloween weekend, he picked me up after a party I was at, and we went back to my place. Hung out, had sex, our second hang slash date. I learned he was very recently out of a five-year relationship. They broke up in August of 2022. We fell into a routine of one to, time, uh, one to two times per week going out for drinks or dinner, then going back to either our places and hooking up. This went on for about five weeks. Then early December, I received the following text. So I will read the text. Okay. Hey, I've really enjoyed getting to know you and spending time with you, but this has been weighing on me the past couple days, and I need to take some time and focus on myself. I think I might have rushed into dating again after ending my previous relationship, and I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed and stressed. I'm sorry. I hope that we can see each other in the, again in the future, but I understand either way. She wrote back, I get it. I kind of felt like things had been off and been being that your relationship didn't end that long ago. I can't say I didn't anticipate this text at some point. Ha ha ha. I had a really good time with you and think you're great and would definitely like to see you again in the future when the timing is better. Okay. That is a nice ending. Great. I'm sh I like it. Okay. My text. Say she's trying to reach out to him. Right. <laughs> and I have to yell at her. My text went unanswered. So my question is in two parts. Do you think he said the part about wanting to see me again in the future to soften the blow of rejection? Or would he actually like to see me in the future again? And two, do I need to wait for him to reach out to me? Or is there an appropriate amount of time I should wait before sending him a message? There's been zero communication since those texts in early December. I don't know if it's worth mentioning or if it matters, but we do follow each other on Instagram. He followed me after our third-ish date, and he seems to be very inactive on social media. He was the first guy I've been excited about in a long time. While I'm not waiting around for him, I've still been going on a lot of dates. I'd be lying if I said I didn't think of him often and hope he'll text me. If there's a good time to reach out, what do I say? Thanks for all the laughs and wisdom. Can't wait to see your special with Betches when it comes out. Please, please, please come back to Tacoma. So what do you think, Jenny Zagrino? Whew, all right. Uh, I understand the feeling of being really into someone Mm -hmm. Um, and them last year, this happened to me. I thought I had found my person and, uh, it did not pan out and, uh, had to go to a lot, a lot of work on myself about it. And this is, this is what I think is don't reach out. Number one, mm -hmm. if he wants to, he'll reach out to you. Right. Um, the best thing you can do is just live your life. Um, and also to, I think that when he says in the future, it's it's always just to kind of soften it. I I'm very much of a belief of like if a dude is into you, they will make it work. They'll figure it out. You know, it's funny. I I agree with everything you say. Um, I would say it's it's funny you let out a sigh when we first started answering, and it was the sigh of like, wow. Like, and I felt the same. I maybe we felt the same way. I've been on both sides of this. Yes. You know, and when I read that text, I've been the one that says, I hope they reach out. And I've been the one that says, I maybe we can do this in the future. Like it's it's so this is so 
this is so relatable from all angles. Yeah. And I, I would, I don't think, I think when he says, I think it is when he says, um, the part about like, I'd like to, uh, I'm sorry. I hope we can see each other again in the future. I think it's part soften the blow in part. I'd like to meet someone like you when I'm ready, but it won't be you. Like it is a compliment of sorts. It is like, you're great. This ain't great right now because I can't really get over the hump. I can't see it. I need that. And I think a lot of people, you need the run up to a relationship. You need to go, everything's going great. And we're now we're sitting on the couch farting next to each other because we had three months of great. And there's no thought in my mind of any, you know, uh, there's no doubt in my mind. And I think yeah. when you go back, that doubt always is there and you don't even know what it is. You're just like, and and the problem with her reaching out is she's going to reach out and he's going to do one of two things. One, he'll be a classy guy and say, again, it's a no from me. Yeah. Or two, he'll say, okay, at least I've already broken up with you. We can just hook up and be less than what you would like it to be. Yes. Uh, both, this, you know, both go bad. Ahead. 2023 is the year of no situationships, not doing that shit, right? Mm -hmm. No one should be in that thing. If someone says no, you have to take it at their word and move yes. on. Because on one hand, yeah, they could be like, he could be a, a piece of shit and then be like, oh, well, she wants to hang out and I'm not doing anything until something better comes around. So why not? Right. But you're also or, well, or, or to give him, I guess to give, I, I'll say this, I've done the thing where I go back and you go. Well, maybe I didn't give that enough of a chance. I've done that where they go, hey, it's been a while. And you go, why did it end? And you forget. You go, why didn't I cut that off short? I'm still single. Why didn't I give that the extra month? And then you get into it and you go, oh, I'm still not there. Yeah. And I'm and I'm going to have to do the same breakup I did before. And now I'm a piece of shit. So yeah. like I... I I've been that guy. So I, I understand that from a, I think I'm better than I am situation. I also understand it from like, there's you, there's also the guy that's like, oh yeah, fuck that. I'll, I'll do this while I wait, you know? So I, I think there's but one. Yeah, they hope something will change, right? There's right. that. We're like, I, I hope something will change. It never does. Never does. Everyone always never knows does. immediately what they think. I think take the kindness that he was kind enough to let you off gently and, you know, and move on. Also, the kindness of staying away. He has yeah. kept to his word, which is kind. Very you know, nice. he hasn't fucked with you. And honestly, here's what we do. We fuck with ourselves. The, she, there's something very important in her email. Um, we do follow each other on Instagram. I think it used to be you would run into an ex randomly on a sidewalk. You'd... It would be a touch of a rush and then it would go away and there was nothing to go back to to look and hash and rehash. Instagram basically gives you that sidewalk moment anytime you want it. Yes. And I think you need to unfollow this person. I, and it's not malicious. It's not I hate you. It's just I got to get out of here because it's still on your mind because you'll always see them in a good light. They did nothing wrong. And that's the hardest ones to get away from is yeah. I and she writes it. I was, this is someone I've been so excited about in a long time. You'll get excited again, but right now you're, 
distracted by someone, by a picture of someone. And I think she's got to unfollow. I agree. You got to unfollow. You got to. I think too with the little even with like the ones that were like maybe a month or two months just block block them completely they they're they're not adding anything or not I have maybe one person that I dated for a month and it didn't end great and looking back on it I'm like all right there was kindness in it but we are now friends and it'll mm. never be anything more and it's fine but i block everything was blocked i didn't see his face i didn't see his instagram i didn't i didn't see his tiktok like everything was blocked and it has and you, to be for three months you needed that that yeah. and i think we we were so hard on ourselves with this first of all we're the first generation to have to deal with this so we have to be like give ourselves a little grace like you, oh well your your parents never said to you well i blocked and thank god you don't know that we don't have yeah. the feet in the snow to follow into. So a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to look like I'm this type of person for unfollowing. You will be later in life saying to your kids, unfollow. So why don't you give yourself the same advice now? Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Jenny Zagrino. Go follow at Jenny Zagrino. Go right now. The YouTube special Gen Z. Fantastic. It's out. It's waiting. Hey. AI photos on dating apps. Are you on any nope. dating apps? Nope. Oh, I'm on a lot, but I which ones? No AI. Okay, so I'm on. I'm a on. Lot. Okay, so I don't go to OkCupid as much anymore. It's just there. Um, I'm tra I've been traveling so much, so I haven't done anything. Tinder. I was like, I'll try it. Okay. Um, and I'm on Field. Do you know what Field is? So I've heard a field. This is like so. It's like a threesome app. Is it a open relationship app? Is it ethically non-monogamous? What? What? How would you explain it? So field is what Tinder was back in like 2012, where little throwback. Is, yeah, it's like people who like want to just hook up, mm -hmm. but there's also some people are like, I'm into this. I'm looking for someone who's also into this, and I would like to see where things go. So it's like both like. We're adults who want to have fun. I'm busy, but also I am kind of looking for something and I'm and I and I'm not looking for something. And it, to me, feels like the most honest one where, like, you, like, I get the most matches and I get the most responses. See, okay. I My fear with this one, like, I don't, like, are, do you have a fear of, like, being, like, someone being like, look, Jenny's on field? Like I, I, I hear about this app and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if it would be right. Like I would be like, I don't know. I feel like if I went on, I'd be like every screenshot sent to every group chat and be like, oh, look what he's, he's on here looking for three. Like, I don't know. I, I, that's my, but that's my outsider old guy perspective yeah, on it. But in a way it's like, okay, like mine says what, like what I'm into and what I desire, which I think it's important. Like the last relationship I was in we were both on the submissive side and it was ne it, like you can't what are we gonna just sit in the corner and be like <laughs> what do you want to do <laughs> you know what I mean right, like, right, right. no you tell me what to do no you <laughs> tell me what to do yeah am I a good girl are you a right. good boy who's a good one here <laughs> yeah that's um, tough and, it's, and, and then you find that out later on and yeah you go, whoa, this was all, we have this, but now I feel, I would understand where you're in that situation where you go, 
And again, I do believe like there's a pie of what you're attracted to and you always feel sometimes feel a little bit like frivolous being like, well, the sex part, we're not a match there. And that's kind of disappointing. uh, That's a disappointing reveal, I would imagine. I think so. And then I think like I'm swiping on people who are single and saying their profile. I'm looking for something more than just Mm. a hookup, which mine also says I'm looking for more than a hookup. And I think it's, to me, it's almost like this weird, silly thing where you're on field and they're like, oh my God, look, they're trying to fuck. But then you're on Tinder or a dating app. It's like, what do you think we're all trying to do? Right, right, right. Where where is this all going to lead to? Absolutely. You're delusional if you're like, oh, look at they're on the marriage app. Like, that's just not how yeah. Well, yeah. What do you do when you're married? You're going to fuck at some point and then you're going right. to stop. But yeah, uh, so I guess I'm like, eh, I'm at this point, I'm like, whatever. I think at some point I will get to a certain level where I can't be on a dating app except mm. for Raya, which I fucking hate Raya. So I'm on Raya and I'm on Hinge and... Okay. Raya is a dance party where everyone wants to be there, but no one wants to dance. Yep. Yeah. They're no all one talks to each like, other. Is there someone better here that I need to yeah. look at? There's no real conversations. And if there are, yeah. it's tough to even have a start because there's not even like things written in the bio. So it's just like, you can only start with, Hey, what's up? You can do yes. something about their pictures, but like you really have to dig. Yeah. I, I, I the Raya one you just notice it's like, I just want to be here so I can say I've been here. You know, yes. it doesn't. Let's go to this. AI photos on dating apps. Jared and guest Feather Feather, love you long time. Have you come across people on dating apps using AI generated photographs of themselves rather than actual photos? You know, the cringe ones you saw over Instagram a few months ago. Am I the only one that finds that extremely weird? Like, yes, this photograph looks like you, but it isn't actually you. This shit gives me the creepy, creepy crawlies. It almost gives me similar vibes as when people put up photos of random scenery, cool photographs they've taken, etc. It's just not the point. You're wasting a valuable photo space. Put up some photos of you so I know what uh, know you, that you're hot and interesting sign. I don't want the computer version. What do you think, Jenny? Uh, agreed, 100%. Yeah. Don't give me some AI crap. It's stolen artwork anyways. Right. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, You're not even paying these people. Yeah, and it's it's just it's like when people used to put up the Snapchat dog filter, you'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm not looking to fuck you as a dog. Yeah, it's or, like or maybe I am if I'm on field. If I'm on field, you into puppy play, buddy? Right. <laughs> there you go. Now, now that makes sense. You know, oh, I'm, I'm I'm a furry. Okay, let me see the furry. But that's not what we're. You know, I'm not looking. I'm with you. The AI version. It's also like it's an admission. It's like when guys dress as pirates for Halloween. It's like, oh, you think you're hot? Like. I, <laughs> You know, like when you see a guy in eyeliner with a Jack Sparrow shirt, blouse open down to his navel, you go, dude, you like this too much. Get that shit over at a Renaissance Fair. We don't need it here. Okay. Right. This is real people. I want to know. I want you to look like you and like and with you with doubt. I don't want you with no doubt like you with Hair in the wind, uh, AI, yep. Superman. Get out of here. I just think I, I, I'm, it doesn't give me creepy crawlies as much as it gives me like, ah, fuck off. You know, like. <laughs> All right. Do you like hinge? Are you a big, are you hinging it? 
I like him. I, I, I guess I'm a, I, I've been apathetic. Like I get into a lot of like conversations, don't go on dates. And I, I like the prompts on hinge because you can, I do think you can tell right away if someone's fun. Um, you know, when they write, you know, I, uh, you know, my goal is to delete the app. I'm always like, ugh, like. It's not. They need your data. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, you mean so, the people say no, that? No, no, okay. Yeah, they're, like they're probably like. I think prompt answers say a lot about someone, like how much you're really like enjoying the process of dating. And I, you know, you want to be on a date with someone who's enjoying their life. You know, and if you see someone with like, so I think Hinge helps in that sense. Um, but I, you know, to me, they're. I don't think they're blamable. I don't think one is better than the other. It is what you make it. I just think Hinge gives you the most amount to know of how much someone's making of it. Yeah. J-train pot. someone in person. Ooh. I've been talking about this on stage recently about how horrible it is to meet people in person. Um, I it, it's been a bit. I've I the last I was out um last week at a bar. I went I was walking back from the cellar and on the way back to my place is a place called the Spaniard. I've talked about it on this podcast. It's a it's like a 27-year-old embassy. Like everyone in there just looks like they are like 27 living in New York. And I walk yeah. in and this woman was with her friend writing a breakup text at the bar. And I'm like on my phone, but I'm listening in and you could see the one woman be like, no, write it. And then the woman who's sending the breakup is showing her friend like, but he's so cute. And she's like, you got to end it. And so she goes, okay. And then I open up Hinge at the bar, which I agree isn't the most, you know, cool thing to do is to open a dating yeah. app at a bar. Like this is a problem. I agree. Agree. So I hear the woman who's sending the breakup text that's getting coached, she whispers drunkenly so loudly. She goes, that guy just opened Hinge. And I and I, I ignored it. And she goes, and then the friend goes, what? And she goes, that guy just opened a dating app. And I turn to be like, I can hear you. And she looks at me and she goes, why don't you be a little bit more present and get off your phone? And I was like, Ugh. oh, no. But she goes, she looks at me before she said that. She goes, oh, no. She goes, why don't you be a little more present and get off your phone? And I go, well, I didn't want to interrupt your breakup text. Like <laughs> giving her shit, thinking, okay, maybe we start like in our rom com way in a little <laughs> bit of a fight. But then we talk and she got... She gets so mad that I knew that she was sending a breakup text. And she walks away. She goes, she goes, I'm not a bitch. I'm just from New York. And then walks away. <laughs> I was so, I was like, this is in-person interactions. I don't want this. <laughs> so incredibly embarrassing. That is so great. Do your friends follow? I don't. That was the end of the conversation. She ran away after her big bitch uh, <laughs> fucking exit, her big soliloquy. Let's do one more. I'm not Jake, a bitch. I'm just from New York. That's right. Well, okay. I would disagree. You can be from New York and a bitch. Yeah. Um, so that's true. Jake, 
Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's do one more. Is that okay with yes, you? Perfect. Uninvited guest at bachelorette party. Jared and guest. Feather, feather, I love J Train and you up. Here's my dilemma. I'm planning a bachelorette party for my oldest childhood friend. I've known her since we were five, now 27. I grew up next door to her, have known her family for years. I'm trying to come up with classic dirty bachelorette games like lingerie shower, drinking games, penis straws, Q&A with the fiance, i.e. what's her favorite sex position. However, there's one problem. Her mom is attending the bachelorette. Ooh, her mom is a character. She's almost 60, but acts and think, acts like thinks she is 21. You know the type. Oh, I know the you type. Know. Obviously, this makes things a little awkward since it will be 10 to 12 of our close high school college friends plus her mom. She's the first one in our group of friends to get married, so I wanted to make this special and fun, but obviously we are limited in what we can do since I don't feel comfortable talking about things like sex and drinking with her, and I am worried everyone else will feel the same. How do I still make the bachelorette party fun for everyone involved knowing her 60-year-old mom is going to be there? How drunk can I get knowing that she has known me since I was five and probably sees me as a little kid in some ways? Any advice would be appreciated from the king of bachelorette parties. Thanks for all your wisdom. Jenny Zagrina, what do you think? Oh, my God. This No, you need to do the everything the same. Because right. this mom sounds like a wild time. She will have a great time. How do you think your best friend got here? Because the mom right. fucked. Yeah. All right. The mom fucked. The mom's had stuff in every single hole. She's this nothing's new to her. And she's gonna Jenny's writing a children's book called Mom's Had Everything in Every Hole. Everything it's, in every hole. Every, love it. <laughs> it's in this it's also book her where bio- it has like the hole cut in the book. Right. Insert here. One more yes. hole. Um, no, and look, I think the mom needs to be an integral part. Also, then the mom can pay for shit. You are leaving money on right. the table with this one, okay? I yeah, dig in. Treat she here's the thing. Mom has come to your world. You're not going to mom's world. Yeah. Mom has chosen to put herself in a bachelorette party. She would be crazy to look at you guys as you're like, "Okay, what's the fir- your favorite sex position?" and go, "My word." You know, like it is not her place. I know it's uncomfortable for you and maybe for her, but you got to just push through. And and yeah. maybe maybe you start the weekend with a welcome speech that sets the tone. And maybe you say, thank you, everybody, for coming. I put this whole weekend together. And mom, get ready to see your daughter in new ways that you never saw her before. We're talking about fucking, we're going to have penis straws, and they're going to be up our assholes, and we don't care that you're here. Get ahead of it. <laughs> that last part I was not expecting. Right. Well, because I I do this on stage. You ever, you ever be on stage? Put a penis in your asshole. Put a penis in your asshole. Get ready. No, you ever been on, at a club where they let like a 10-year-old in? Uh, and every weekend of clean comedy showcase. Right. Jenny's in the, uh, did a clean comedy showcase, but that's the thing. Whenever there's a kid at the, the, every once in a while there'll be a kid in the crowd, and the parents like we don't care, but everyone else cares. Everyone's sitting there going, "Come on, I came here to like loosen up and talk about penises and fucking holes." Yeah. So, what you need, what I always do on stage is I go, "Here's as bad as it's gonna be: penis, vagina, you know, queef," and I say yeah. it right to the kid. Just so it's just said 
And uh, so now the worst thing has been said. So if you give a speech in the beginning where you say to her, like, here's what to expect. And then you say yeah. here, here, and, and then give like an itinerary out where she can maybe opt out of these things and have, make it her choice. So you say, we're going to be doing, you know, sex games at this thing. Okay. I'm going to go take a nap. We're going to be doing this at this thing. So you kind of get ahead and just get ahead both with your languaging yeah. to that speech. And then with an itinerary that lets her know, like there's going to be some fun afoot and you getting drunk. I, I think you'll be okay. I think yeah. she's, you know, like she's also, she has to live in a world where she's entering your world. You're not coming to her Mahjong game, okay? And being, also, she's only 60. Like, 60 right. is not, it's young. not the 60 of our, like, when our, we had 60-year-olds when we were young. Yeah, they were right. old. But these 60-year-olds are like, got fake titties and they're, you know, living there. They're, there's the MILF Island. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you show. said she's a character. Don't, make your prudeness hers yeah you be you and You're let her projecting. yeah you're projecting jtrainpodcast.gmail.com jenny zagrino thank you for coming on you were fantastic thanks for having me it was great oh, look i'm sorry if i made people mad with my very blunt opinion but you know I it was what? great some of y'all need some tough love that's right you needed Jenny. it and you got it today. And you oh. need to watch Jenny's special. It's on Comedy Central YouTube, Gen Z, at Jenny Zagrino. Go follow. Hilarious. You're going to love, love, love the special. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday. Keep sending your emails. We'll be back next week. Boom.